Okay, now I get a lot of mail about the convention of states, okay? This is a right-wing thing. So if you get 34 states to sign on, there has to be a convention of all 50 states, okay? And at that convention, you can ratify the Constitution. You can eliminate an amendment or you can add an amendment. You would have to do that first before it goes to Congress for two-thirds in the House and the Senate. That's how amendments get ratified. So this, con this uh, convention of states is a movement. 17 states have signed on to yesterday, Nebraska and Wisconsin. And basically what it is is the states want fiscal restraints on the federal government because they fear that the economy is going to collapse with all the trillions of dollars in spending. All right. To remind you, the national debt is now about $30 trillion, expected to rise to 33 in the next couple of years. This is unsustainable. We can't pay it back. And if you continue to print money to meet your interest obligations, say you buy a U.S. savings bond, as millions of people do, the government has to pay interest on that. And if you continue to print money to meet that obligation, you're going to destroy the dollar. And that's what people are worried about. Not Joe Biden, because he couldn't possibly grasp this. And I'm not saying that in a condescending way. I feel sorry for the man, but I feel more sorry for the country. All right. So will that convention of states happen? They got 17. They need 34. I don't think it's going to happen because the blue states aren't going to sign on. Okay, last year, a record number of Americans quit their jobs. All right, mostly COVID, but other chaos too. 47 million were voluntary quits. They weren't laid off. They weren't threatened. They just said, ah, I had enough. Okay, I've had enough. 47 million. So in December, just a month ago, 4.3 million Americans quit. In November, 4.5 million. The result is there are 10 million vacant jobs. Can't, can't fill them. People can't get work, labor. Now, that's a good reason to overhaul the immigration law and make it easier for people to come here legally with green cards so they can work because we got 10 million jobs we can't fill. So I cast around for a very smart economics guy. And frighteningly, the man who popped into my mind is joining us now from New Jersey. You may know him. His name is Lou Dobbs, and he is the host of the great America show with Lou Dobbs. It's a podcast on loudobbs.com. So is it really great this podcast Dobbs is it really great I, those are the words I use all the time so it must be true it's uh it's really great and it's okay. great to be with you Bill nice to see you again Lou you're okay you look good um as good as you good. can as good as you can look I mean you know but, well uh, yeah there are limits yes I've but you're doing well and uh I'm happy to have you on the no spin news and I want to talk some economics and then we'll talk some media so should, uh, should the government be worried that there's 10 million vacant jobs or does it matter? 
Well, not to the government. Uh, the government right now can't do much more. I mean, think about where we are. We've got eight and a half trillion dollars on the balance sheet of the Fed. Uh, we've got a deficit uh, that's over a, a billion dollars uh, this year. We're going to have another. I think it's a. Tr trillion. Isn't it over a trillion dollar deficit or billion? Is it a B or, or a T? I, did I say billion? I meant yeah. trillion. Okay. Uh, and we're looking at two trillion uh, for the next year and a half as well. Uh, we're on our way, as you pointed out, to uh, to thirty three trillion dollars in debt on a on an economy that is. Uh, by the way, that'll make us larger than our economy and our debt. Uh, and, and it's it's just it's as you said unsustainable. And there's no secret about it. Even even Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, has to be able to convey that reality to to Joe Biden. But apparently no, not, not because that's he not, wants no. he wants five trillion dollars worth of infrastructure. We're going to spend so more far. money, more money, and more money. Okay, but I, I'm really about the folks now. So you got okay. ten trillion. So anybody who wants to work can work. Uh, wages are rising very, very fast, yeah. right? $1.33 in one year on average, the average wage is $31 an hour, which is pretty damn good, all right? That's right. So w wages are doing well, and, and that's what the Biden administration is pointing to. The economy is go, 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 go. Now, they don't talk a lot about inflation. That eats up most of the wages, but how do you balance that? The, the balance and point of fact right now is in favor of labor without question. And by the way, it's overdue. We went through 25 years, Bill, in this country where wages uh, are, were stagnant. Uh, 25 years for the middle class and those immediately uh, uh, trying to work into the middle class. Uh, and we are looking at a really a solution to a huge problem. And that is a lack of equity in our uh, income for wages primarily uh, in the workforce. And, that's, and that is working through. This is an economy, a market that's actually doing what it should. Now, there has to be a point at which we get to equilibrium, uh, as the economists like to call it. Now, where is that? Is that a year from now, two years? Uh, but meanwhile, we have another issue, which is the senior citizens in this country who are living uh, in part on their social security, uh, who have investments uh, that are being depreciated because of high inflation. So that too is going to have to, to be watched. But the truth right. is there's not much we can do, our Fed, our Treasury Department, or the Congress, because we're now caught in a, something of a, an inflation trap. How would Lou Dobbs solve inflation or at least bring it down? Well, the first thing to do is to get the Fed uh, to throttle back a bit. Uh, they're saying they're going to do it for interest rate hikes, but the fact is that that'll result in a lot of people being dislocated. Jobs will be uh, fewer uh, rather than uh, animated and vigorous and growing, which is where we really do want the economy. The, the difficulty here is coming up with something that doesn't hurt the American working man and woman and their families. And that should be the first priority for Biden, but it isn't. No, it because be the he does, they don't understand economics. Now, when I was out on the road with Donald Trump yep. on the history tour, you may have heard about it. I did. He said that the inflation was ignited as soon as Biden attacked the fossil fuel industry and lessened how much energy we harvested in America. As mm -hmm. soon as that happened, all prices went up. So it seems to me if you reinstituted what you had under Trump, 
in a free flow of fossil fuels, so there was plenty of energy in America, that would bring inflation down drastically, or am I wrong? Uh, well, you're partially right, is the way I'd prefer to put it. Uh, not partially wrong, partially right. The inflation is caused by higher prices across the board. Energy affects 55% of the economy. When those prices rise, uh, as they have, they're going to have broad influence. But just simply reducing energy prices, while a good idea, and I would be all for that, uh, it's not going to solve the problem because it's fundamentally a monetary problem. It is fundamentally too much money in the system uh, and primarily in the financial markets right now. And that's because the government printed too much money. Exactly. It, to, you know, to be honest, the Trump administration spent an enormous amount of money. He says he had to, to rebuild the military on and on. Okay. Um, so what about the media, Dobbs? I mean, you, you and I have been around probably since the War of 1812. So we've seen the evolution about right. yeah, of, of the media in, in America. And I, uh, I think it's, it's low ebb uh, that yeah. it's ever been. I, I, I can't depend on any information coming out of cable or network news. It's all ideological driven now. Mm -hmm. You don't get, I mean, even 60 Minutes that I used to watch, I don't watch it anymore because I don't trust it anymore. How do you see the thing? Yeah, by the way, 60 Minutes, I haven't trusted for a very long time. And, and you're right about the media. And this is a, a statistic uh, that is an approximation. But of the six uh, primary sources of information in this country, they're owned by corporations, vast yes. corporations, Comcast, yes. NBC, AT&T, CNN, uh, Jeff Bezos, The Washington Post, and, and the list goes on. It is a huge corporate uh, oligopoly. And that means very simply that the news that is coming out is exactly what's decided upon in those boardrooms. No one should kid but around that about didn't, it. That didn't used to happen. When you and no, I were at, at Fox, nobody ever told me what to do or what to say or to spin yep. something this way. I didn't go to any of their dopey meetings. They had the meeting every morning. I'd never go. I didn't care what they were doing or saying. I didn't you know? even know about the meetings. Well, they don't like you, or they didn't like you, so they don't want well, you. Well, I, I think they've made that clear. Well, there were donuts uh, or whatever. But anyway, now you're right, and you miss Disney. They're the worst, Disney. Um, so ABC they're, they, News. They're basically telling their commentators and reporters what to do. And if you don't do it, then you're doing a podcast. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? A ABC News famously spiked spiked the uh, the Epstein, the Jeffrey Epstein scandal, for crying out loud. Uh, it, it's, it goes on and on, and it happens in every one of those uh, corporate uh, news organizations. And they try to pretend now that they're not uh, something quite different than the way you and I uh, worked uh, and, and lived in, in those environments. Uh, this is this is really corporate America and yep. oligarchs driving news content and, it, and, so and deciding corrupt. what people will know. Right. And Americans don't know now what to believe or anything like that. Final question. Um, do you do the podcast? How often do you do it? We're doing it four times a week uh, and we will be going to five, uh, I think, within the next two weeks. 
All right. So if people want to watch it, it's LouDobbs.com, right? That's where they go. Lou, and, and the Great America Show on podcast platforms everywhere. Okay. So I want everybody to sample the Great America Show with Lou Dobbs and then write to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, and tell me if it's great. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll form my own opinion on its greatness, but I want You're the going folks to form to your in. own opinion. Yeah, You're going to form I know that's opinion? That, that's a shock, isn't it? You've but what I'm going to do is when the people watch your podcast and then they critique it to me, I'm bringing you back and reading you the critiques. Oh, that's going to be I'll be bathing in that uh, your plaudits and. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right, LouDobbs.com. Good to see you, Lou. I'm glad you're doing well. Thanks for helping us out. Okay, the cops. So two New York City police officers were killed in an ambush. Um, The guy who did it is dead. Two officers were shot in St. Louis, both in their 20s. They survived. Three officers shot in Houston, Harris County, Texas. They survived. Two officers shot in Milwaukee. Um, They survived. One Kentucky state trooper shot. He's in stable condition. What are all of these outside of Kentucky have in common? They are run by progressive mayors and city councils who do not want to enforce the law. So just last week in a seven day period, two dead cops, eight wounded cops in America. Now, why? Because when criminals are not held accountable for committing crimes, there will be more crimes committed. That's it. They become emboldened. You can see it in San Francisco, in LA, in New York, in Chicago. They say swagger around armed, armed with guns. And the DA in New York City says, even if you have a gun in the commission of a robbery, we're not going to charge you with a felony. That's insane. That's what's happening. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. So I wanted to find a progressive person to explain all of this to me from that point of view. We cast a net and we came up with a guy you may remember. His name is Ellis Hennigan. He lives in New York City in Tribeca, a very swell, progressive neighborhood. Okay, he is a columnist for Dow Jones Market Watch, and he writes books as well. Now, Ellis does not call himself 
put Ellis up there. Get him in here. Uh, Ellis doesn't call himself a progressive because he doesn't want to be pigeonholed in there. And I understand. I don't call myself a conservative. Good. Good. I hold. We'll get to you, Ellis. Um, I hold conservative beliefs, but I'm not a doctrinaire conservative. If there is a problem solving activity on the liberal side, I will embrace it. Okay. So Ellis says he has conservative, uh, I'm sorry, progressive beliefs, but he isn't a progressive. I just want to get that up top. So I have a checklist here, Ellis. Rather than, you know, bloviate and, and BS, we don't do that here on the No Spin News. I'm going to ask you a series of things that progressives want and how you feel about them. Fair? Mm-hmm. Ready? Sure enough. Bring it on. Okay. Voter ID, should it be required? It's unnecessary. No, we're doing fine without it. I don't know who we is, but half America. the country feels has no confidence in the election well, at all. Half. Well, there's so, no, there's, so there's no evidence. voter ID there's... is simply proving who you are before you cast a ballot. Now, in New York City, where you live, City Council said, hey, foreign people can vote in the local elections. That's going to be knocked out as unconstitutional. But why is it wrong for the government to compel people to show an ID? Why? Because it's not, it's, it's not necessary. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud in America that would have any impact on any serious election, including the one that we've been debating for the last uh, year and change. And it has the additional impact, as you know, the more ID, the more proof, the more grilling questions you, you, you engage in at the polling place, you make it harder for people to vote. So on balance, we're better off with the system the way we have it now. Okay. So you say that providing an identification is a burden for some people. Is that what you're saying? Well, it depends on how you handle it, obviously, but what kind of ID, how far you push it, what do you do when someone has state one issue, kind of ID and not states, another? It's a problem. States control a, the votes, a state-issued ID, could be a driver's license, could be a social security number, could be anything like that. You see, you open the door to fraud, and you say, not needed, but I say, and I'm right, that half the country doesn't have, at least, has no confidence in our electoral system. None. Now, imposing an ID might restore confidence, right? Well, I'm sticking with the facts. I I can't adjust to to, to what people's opinions are. I'm telling you. Ellis Hennigan wants no ID at all. I I I assume you don't want any ID to buy alcohol and marijuana, right? No ID for that? You cannot show me evidence of widespread voting fraud that would affect the election. No, 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 Ellis. Stay on that. Stay on my question. Until you can do Alcohol, that, pot, no ID necessary? For, for what, I'm sorry? Alcohol and pot to buy it. Yeah, no I'd ID? No, I, I'd like ID for that. I think that's a oh, problem. You would. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of kids. ID for booze so and pot, but not ID for the most important part of being a citizen casting a ballot. Okay, just want to get you on a record. Okay, okay are you concerned about Zuckerberg and Soros pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into the election to try to persuade people, sometimes one-on-one, with home visits, all right, to vote a certain way. Does that concern you? Absolutely. I'm so happy, by the way, that you've joined me in, uh, in, in, in election reform of that sort. Absolutely. It's a big problem. 
All right. So you agree with me that the uh-huh. same standard of voting for the polling place should be in mail-in ballots? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure how you would do that exactly. For instance, we prohibit electioneering at the polls. I don't know that you could really stop someone talking at the kitchen table about who they're going to vote for. I, I but think I you do. could charge them with a felony if they entered a home and try to convince people to vote a certain way. I think that could happen. You'd have to get the I, testimony of the voter. But yeah, if the voter tested, sure. testified, then you charge a person with a felony. Yeah, I'm not sure you really want to be in the business of telling people who they can have at their at their kitchen table. But I, I do. Definitely... No, no, I do. I want anybody who goes into a private home or a nursing home or a facility that tries to convince someone with a mail-in ballot to vote a certain way. I want them charged. Yeah. Just so you know. It, it, OK, no, and, I, and I, okay. Don't, I don't agree with that. I think I should have the right to invite anyone into my home. A- inviting. OK. No bail laws. All right. You're in New York City. You know the difference between Giuliani and Bloomberg administrations. And now that de Blasio will see what happens with the new mayor. No bail law. You like it? No, I'm not for no bail. I'm for sensible bail. I think under the old system, should judges judges have the power to put sensible bail on people? Yes. Okay. So that means we'd have to throw that insane... Nobel law out in New York. How about no grades in high school? As you know, I sent, I sent you my column. Did you read my column? Yeah, yeah, I liked your okay. column. Okay, it, it was interesting. It no brought grades. me back. It brought me back to holy name of Jesus and, and Sister Marcella. I was thinking about. Um, you know, I gotta say, I think it. You, it really has more to do, honestly, with good teachers than the question of whether there's a letter grade or an evaluation or or some other way that we judge students. I'm not wedded to the idea of A, B, C, D, E, F, no. whatever the grades are. But I, somehow or another, you got to say, hey, this kid is ready to move on to the next grade. But I'm open-minded about how you do that. Open-minded. All right. Open-minded is always good. Uh, the- open borders, talking about open, um, Biden administration obviously is enforcing uh, border law. And the proof of that is the Border Patrol is in mutiny. So do you think Biden has screwed up the border? I think the border is screwed up. I don't think any one of our last dozen presidents has had a grip on it. We don't have control of our immigration system. I think a lot of it, frankly, is kind of hopeless. I think that hopeless. as long as we have a know, Trump economic cut it down, demand. Trump cut it down pretty substantially. All right. And then yeah. Biden knocked that out. And then we have millions of people illegally crossing. Would you criticize Biden for the knocking out of the remain in Mexico policy? Uh, honestly, I would say that most of those rises and falls, which happened during Obama, have went up and down during Trump, I think is the, is the more balanced way. I think most of that is beyond the reach of the president. I think that as long as our economy has a demand for people, those people will find their way in here. I think that's most likely to happen. You dodge it. So no, under I'm Trump, exactly with, the in the last year of the Trump administration, the amount of migrants entering the USA mm-hmm. was a fraction of what it is now. A fraction. Mm-hmm. Would you not hold Joe Biden accountable for that mass wave of humanity coming in here, flying people in the middle of the night on taxpayer expense so no one knows to different parts of the country. Do you like that policy? You think that's good? This is what I think. 
I think that it would be much better if we had an ordered and legal immigration policy. I think that all recent presidents have failed to do that. And until both our parties were able to come together and do some comprehensive immigration reform, right. so I think you're it's not commit. You're not going to criticize Biden on the open border. Thing. You're not going to do I'll that. I'll criticize them all. I think we've all, all presidents have failed. You would Biden agree with that, been- right? the absolute worst in American history on the border, and there's no question of it. Okay, what about Biden's mental capacity, just as an American now? You're not a pundit anymore. You're sitting there, you're watching a two-hour press conference. You see him and the way he conducts himself. You worried about him? You know, it's, it's I'm not really very worried about him. I think that it is great politically for Biden for people to underestimate his mental capacity. And the same way they did in the campaign. Remember all that basement Joe, he can't do anything. And then he went, then he went and beat the other guy. <laughs> okay. He beat him because Trump beat himself. That's why he won. But the polling now is hovering around 40% job approval. I I don't think that's a good thing for Joe Biden. I I mean, do you? No, I I think, in fact, it's almost it's almost where Trump's numbers were. They're almost almost exactly parallel. I think we're at a point, honestly, Bill, that we hate whoever our president is. Um, So if the election were held tomorrow and Joe Biden ran against an unnamed Republican, you would vote again for Joe Biden based upon his Um, performance up to now? Most 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 likely. Yeah. Okay, I just I'm glad you're honest. That's why we uh, brought you in, because people write me all the time. How can anybody support Joe Biden with all of the inflation, all of the chaos, the Afghanistan thing? I mean, you didn't think Afghanistan he handled well, did you? No, I was still was kind of a mess. We could have gotten out uh, better okay. than that. All right. So but you'd still vote for him again. Four more well, years. I one, mean, one, show, one more question. Show me, show me, show me think, who he's running against, but probably. Yeah. All right. I mean, look. If he if he ran against uh, Big Pappy, David Ortiz, I'd vote for Big Pappy. At least he have somebody in there who could put a sentence together. But anyway, <laughs> um, do you believe that Biden and the Democrats are going to get whacked in the November election, despite all the dark money? Most likely. Okay. Ellis, I mean, listen, the out party, the out party almost always loses in the midterm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is going to be historic proportions, I think, at this point. So, Ellis, look, we'll talk again. We appreciate it. If there's anything on your mind that, you know, you're riled up about, let us know. We'll throw you on. At least Ellis is honest. You know, that's all I ask of uh, my loyal opposition. From North Carolina, he is the purveyor, of course, of BernardGoldberg.com. Very fine website, which you should check in with regularly. Um, Okay. So uh, why don't we get to the CNN guy first, uh, Jeff Zucker, uh, I don't like him, full disclosure, this is karma in my opinion, what say you? I'm going to be very brief, Bill. He should have been fired a long time ago for taking a once proud, serious, very important news organization and turning it into just one more hyperpartisan, in his case, liberal piece of garbage. That's why he should have been fired. I mean, CNN, back when we were covering news in Central America, I was down there too, Bill, in Central America and South America, they were a serious news organization. Now they are just one more partisan hack 
operation. There are some good journalists there, just as there are at the other cable operations. But by and large, it's a, it's a liberal, hyper-partisan outfit, and it, it wasn't that way before, uh, and it shouldn't be that way now. Okay. But AT&T, which owns CNN, and they're now selling it, and that's really why Zucker got fired, Bernie. Um, the new ownership, John Malone, uh, the Discovery Channel, taking over CNN in June, they don't want Zucker. They don't like Zucker. They know exactly what you just said is true. He's destroyed the credibility of the channel, and the ratings are at an all-time low for them. So they didn't want him. Everybody knew at CNN that Zucker was having this relationship with another executive at that network. Everybody knew it. And it wasn't just her. But I'm not going to say any more because I don't care about that. So they could have dumped him a long time ago, Bernie. But they kept him until the new people, the new corporation, basically is moving in. Yeah, all I'm saying is that CNN used to be something you could be proud of. And if you were competing against them, you took them seriously. I know I did. Now it's it's just another cable outfit. As far as I'm concerned, just like the other two cable outfits, they're left of center. The others, Fox is right of center. But you know what makes CNN worse than both MSNBC and Fox, in my opinion? CNN, even today, considers itself a serious... Right, they won't admit it. When you, and the, the question is simple. You don't have one traditional or conservative anchor of any program on your network. No, Not no it's one. It, but Bill, but beyond that, beyond that, they have anchors. Look, you could be a liberal in real life and be an objective anchor. That's fine with me. But they have anchors who think... They're objective journalists who are saying the most outrageous, opinionated things on a regular basis. That's what makes CNN worse than the others. They contend. I don't. I don't know if they believe. Yeah, the it hypocrisy or, is talk, greater. Exactly. The hypocrisy it's, is greater. Exactly. All right. Now, as a prominent Jewish American, when Whoopi Goldberg said what she said about the Holocaust, how did you I'm react? I'm going to surprise you, Bill. I'm going to surprise you. First, let me tell you that years ago, I was having lunch with some friends at a restaurant in Los Angeles. Somebody taps on my shoulder and says, I think we're related. I turn to see who this is, and it's Whoopi Goldberg. Somebody put her up to it. I, un I was unaware of it. I laughed. She laughed. We had a nice chat. What she said the other day was sloppy. It was factually wrong, but it wasn't malicious, as you acknowledged. It was not a, a, an attack on Jewish people. I care about Jewish issues, not, only, not just because I'm Jewish. I care about Jewish issues. I care about Jewish survival. I care about the Holocaust. But she should not, in my opinion, should not have been suspended. This is a woke move. You could make a mistake from the other direction and nothing will happen to you. But if you make a mistake like she made, if, if, you get, if you speak in a sloppy way the way she did, they'll go after you. And you know why this is important? Not just because of people like you or me or Whoopi Goldberg in the media who speak to a lot of people. 
every single person listening to us now, and I mean this literally, every single person listening to us now, if you say the wrong thing, and I'm putting that in quotation marks, the wrong thing, you could be suspended. You could be canceled. That's the culture in which we now live. You got to watch it. That is very, very dangerous. Do you agree with me? If she had been a conservative woman, she would have been fired? No no question. No question. Um, Why do you think it took ABC News 36 hours? She did apologize, Ms. Goldberg. I mean, this is how crazy it was. She makes her comment on Monday. She comes back on the air on Tuesday in a regular slot, says, you know, I'm sorry, um, but here's what I was trying to say. It makes it worse because, as I said, you've got to take an anthropology course to understand what race is. She obviously doesn't. She thinks it's skin color. It's a lot more than skin color. Okay, so ABC puts her back on the day after she does it and then suspends her late that night. Does that make any sense to you? Look, None of it makes sense to me, so I'm not going to be worried about the timing of it. I'm saying she should not have been suspended, period. If you get suspended, if listen, if you get suspended for making a sloppy remark that's factually incorrect, who who's safe? I'm not safe. Nobody's guessing, safe. Nobody's they all know safe. it, too. Everybody working at all the media corporations knows they're that far away from getting fired in a slip of the tongue. They and all the, know it. And to me, the important point is, and you hit on this, you can make a mistake in one direction and get away with it. You make a mistake in the other direction and you're in big trouble. Okay. So do you want to see the uh, walk off again or is that overplayed? <laughs> you can play it. I've seen it. I've seen, everybody has seen it. You think, but do you want to? Would it would it enhance your day? You know what, Bill? Just between me and you, everybody, stop listening. Put your hands over your Bill. You want to see it? Play. I, it. I don't want. It. it matter to me, but I'm going to play, play it, it play because it. It maybe ten percent. Uh, you know, we have a lot of new people in Kazakhstan watching us all over the world. So roll a tape on it. Let me break this to you. Seventy percent of Americans don't want that moss down there, Where's so don't give me the weed business. You want to bet on that? You want to bet? I'll show you that poll in a minute. So think wait, about wait, wait, how absurd this is. Who, who, who was the guy with the five women? That was me. That was, yeah, I haven't gotten to the plastic surgeon lately. So anyway, think about this, though. They were actually saying it was appropriate to build a mosque on the site of the World Trade Center. Okay, so you, you, you revel in the absurdity of it. I, right. I see something else. You could have said something outrageous that they agreed with no problem. That's the point. Certain views are acceptable. Right. Certain views, as you well know, are unacceptable. And the woke crowd, 
they're they're powerful people. They're not just a bunch of clowns. And it wasn't they, that they way were, back then, 2010, no, when that no, took no, place. That's right. That, that's right. I got this is I got a 50-50 on that. Half the nation was like applauding me, and right. the other this, half that you know. Yeah, I'm not it, even talking about the American public at large. But these people run corporations. They they have control over people's livelihoods. This is a you know the left crazy. is worried about climate change. It's an existential threat. Okay. I'm worried about this. This is a threat to people's jobs, their livelihoods, their ability to pay the mortgage. This isn't about Whoopi Goldberg or you or me. And it isn't only about us. It's about, as I say, every single person, and I mean it literally, listening to us, because if you say the wrong thing at work, look out. You bet. Bernie Goldberg, the purveyor of BernardGoldberg.com. Always fun, Bernie. Thanks for helping us out. We'll talk to you soon, I hope. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com slash Carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more, all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Visit now. Cuba has vaccinated 95% of its children ages two and up. That's because the government forces the children to be vaccinated. So my question was, where did Cuba get the vaccine? We, we don't give them anything. So they developed their own. <laughs> now, am I taking a Cuban vaccine? No, I'm not. China did too. China doesn't take the Pfizer, Moderna, J&J. They got their own. And people are falling down in China all over the place. You know, but just to show you that if you lived in Cuba and you had a two-year-old and you didn't want that two-year-old va- vaccinated with some kind of crazy vaccine you don't know anything about, trust me, they're not putting studies out, you had to. Or you get the kid taken away by the Cuban government. 
Somebody tell Bernie Sanders. You want to know what the dirtiest U.S. cities are? The dirtiest cities in the country? Okay, ready? Chicago, Glendale, California, Phoenix, Las Vegas, San Antonio, Oklahoma, San Bernardino, California, L.A., Houston, and the dirtiest city in the country is Newark, New Jersey. Wow. Now, that was based on air quality, greenhouse gas emissions. There you go, climate change, people. Um, Vermin, little rats and mice running all over the place, and a bunch of other stuff that uh, isn't good. Lie of the day. We're doing this uh, daily now. Lie of the day. So there is something called National File on social media, one of a million of these things. They basically said that the Wisconsin legislature voted to withdraw Joe Biden's 2020 electoral votes. (laughs) No, that didn't happen. But again, you see, Hannity's thesis is that most people know this is BS. I guess that's true, but not everybody. You wouldn't believe the mail I get on the conspiracy stuff. People hear this stuff. Oh, Wisconsin, they withdrew their electoral votes. But anyway, we're going to do this and spotlight it. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, the final thought today is where you have no accountability, you have anarchy. So if you're a parent and you don't have any rules, kids run wild, right? Okay, in your neighborhood, if the police are not there, the bad guys run. They rule. No accountability for the bad guys. They go out and do bad things. It's not 
heart. The best book on this subject, Lord of the Flies. If you haven't read it, please read it. Okay? Once accountability breaks down in any section of your life, okay, you have somebody running wild that's close to you, anarchy ensues. That is a problem with criminal justice, with education, with economics, with everything. And this the media. There's no accountability. They say whatever they want. And nothing happens to them. Now we have a president of the United States who cannot govern. I mean, I don't know what I have to do to show you the seriousness of that situation. Is there any accountability for him? No. The people elected him. He's there for another three years. Now, could his staff rebel against him? But they won't because he's useful to the progressive movement. Even though he doesn't know what's going on half the time, he's useful to the progressives. He does what they tell him to do. The big villain here is Jill Biden. She knows what's happening. And she is the closest person to the president. You would think she would try to mitigate some of this by bringing in people who aren't crazed ideologues. Now, they're going to get a wake-up call in November. Okay, I can't see anything. But, you know, there are always stuff that happens that you don't foresee. But I can't, at this point, I can't see anything going to save the Democratic Party in November. It is so bad. The economy, the crime, the lack of attention to problem-solving, the border, just the border alone. It's so bad that people are going to go and they're going to say, no, we may not like the Republicans, but we're not going to sit for this. But I don't even know, even when that wake up call comes, whether you're going to see anything change inside the White House, because there is no accountability. Thank you for watching the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.